Hi, I'm Carlin Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. We're back. Part five of Bad Batch of Leadership Behaviors. You thought I wasn't going to come back and do some more of these, didn't you? Well, sorry to disappoint. You're wrong. Um, I've gotten a lot of great notes from so many of you, so thank you um, for your ideas of bad batches and behavior, leadership behaviors that we need to throw out with the stale coffee and drain that urn once and for all. In case you missed it, check out parts one one through four um, in earlier episodes too. I mean, nobody likes a bad batch of poorly made coffee or tea, right? And sometimes, though, it does take a bad one to remind you of just how great a good batch of tea or coffee can be. All right, so let's get sipping. This list is growing. We are up to numbers 21 through 25 today, and of course, in no particular order. Sip number 21. Leaders who, and I use leaders very loosely, as you all know, in this sense, because these are bad behaviors, leaders who change the vision of a team and then get rid of people because they don't have the time or patience to reskill or new skill already hardworking and dedicated people within their org. This is just a terrible thing. I've seen this happen way too many times where people are so close-minded um, they need to take their teams in a new direction, have a new vision. Totally happens. I mean, especially in certain markets and industries where we have to evolve um, with the growing needs, like especially in a digital world. But as leaders, it's your job. It is your job to to help your teams evolve. And you should be doing this all along, not just when, oh, crap, we got to pivot into a new business or, or a market. You should be trying to stay ahead of those trends and really look at what the future is in terms of your industry and bring your team along the way and help teach them and grow them and coach them. And frankly, if I already have wonderfully hardworking and dedicated people who are working their butts off, I'm not going to throw them out in favor of, oh, I better go get the new shiny penny who I think has this new skill or this different skill or whatever that may look like. I'm going to take those folks and I'm going to talk to them and I'm going to work with them and I'll coach them, teach them and train them. And I know that takes a lot of effort and work, but that's your freaking job, people, to be that leader to say, hey, I'm going to get you there and we're going to get you there. Now, if it comes to the point where they go, Ooh, not for me. Can't do it. No, don't want to do it. Won't do it. Those are mutual conversations to have, not just blindside people and just kind of throw them out, you know, for whatever the new shiny, shiny thing you think it is. Because then I will bet, and I will take this to Vegas, that those types of people who do that will regret that completely because then they will realize, wow, I was going after maybe just one or two or three or four things that, that those people who already knew the business, already understood the culture, already knew how to navigate, could have easily learned. And now you have to reteach so much more that's really hard to be taught. So, yeah, don't do that. All right, sib number 22. Speaking of learning, leaders who think, HR or other learning type of organizations 
are the ones who are responsible for development of their people. Couldn't be further from the truth. I think it's great that if you have a learning and development type of organization within your company. A lot of companies don't have that, especially smaller ones, mid-sized to small, um, or churches, et cetera. Who I know a lot of you, you are listening to this, work in different industries. So they, do, they are not responsible for that. I think it's great that they provide resources and tools and courses, maybe online learning, and sometimes they're responsible for also compliance-type learnings, et cetera. But ultimately, they're not the ones responsible for that, and that is not a gap that fills. You as a leader are responsible for keeping your team into the latest, you know, understanding trends, developing them, working with them, creating development plans for them, figuring out the best way that they will learn and grow that will benefit both them as well as the company. That is all up to you as a leader, not anybody else. All right, sip number 23. People, people, aka these quote-unquote leaders, who don't speak up for their people, don't speak up for their teams, or don't even speak up for their own opinions. Um, I think being a leader inherently means you have courage. And if you don't have courage, you struggle with courage, that's okay. But recognize that and grow it. Because as a leader, that's your responsibility too, to speak up to your leadership or to partners or whoever that is above you or whoever your stakeholders happen to be. That is something you need to do as a leader is to have your teams back and to make sure that they know that you have their back. Not only is that, from a morale perspective, so critical, you want any kind of productivity out of anybody. You need to, they need to trust you and you trust them and you need to have, be in their corner 100% of the time. And also, you need to set an example that it's okay to speak up when you have a different opinion from maybe your stakeholder or your leadership. It's okay to, to voice what you think. I mean, isn't that what we get paid for? If you're just going to be a yes person, like... That is a waste of company money and resources, in my opinion. And shame on leaders out there if you like having yes people around you. That means that you are running blind and you're leading blind. And good luck with that. All right, sip number 24. People who are aware of their own bias. And let me just be someone to say, I believe that very, very little bias is unconscious. I know that there's that notion of unconscious bias and there are some things that maybe we don't realize because of how we were brought up or the environment we were raised in and yada, yada, yada. I get that. Some of that is true. But I actually think most bias is very conscious. We just have to pay attention to it. And I think there are a lot of people and leaders out there who do who provide a lot of bias. And I'm not talking about just like racial bias and all that. I know that that's what's commonly being talked about when you hear bias out there today. I'm talking about, I've known a lot of leaders who will just hire people who are like them, and it's not just about the color of their skin. They approach things the way they do. They like the same things they do. Um, and then their style is the same way as them. And anyone who's not makes them very uncomfortable. And so that, that's a form of bias. That's just one example. So people who are unaware of their own bias. And leaders, it is so critical that you understand where your bias blind spots are because they shouldn't be blind spots. They truly are something that you have to be really, really in tune with as a leader. All right, tip number 25. People, this is another one of my pet peeves if anyone's keeping track. I think we're up to four or five really, really big pet peeves. Maybe I'll do a whole podcast on that actually. Um, tip number 25. 
people who think competition within a team is healthy. I like will unleash on anybody who says this on calls, on Zoom calls. In fact, I just had this happen a couple weeks ago. Somebody said, oh, there's nothing wrong with a little healthy competition within a team. There's everything wrong with that. There is no such thing as healthy competition when you're on the same team. All that does is breed like complete lack of teamwork. It breeds people going against, you're pitting your own people against each other. Just stop. That is the most ridiculous thing and notion I've ever heard in my life. I don't care if you're, but it's a hackathon or if it's, you know, well, we're technical and and when it's a game, it makes it fun and people get into it. Then make it a game, but don't make it a competition. You know, have fun with it and like get people inspired and motivated together to build and create something together. All you're doing is driving wedges within your own team and you're creating hostility and you're creating a completely anti-team environment just oh my gosh stop it your competition is the people who don't work at your company or another company competitor that's your competition people stop putting it within your own team it's not fun it's not games it's not cute awarding medals and stickers and badges and having a good time with it no that's not the longer term effects of that the moments in time may feel fun but the longer term's effect of that is what you're doing unconsciously is you are creating an environment of now where everyone is going to compete and then these are the same people are gonna be like well why how come they get this and I don't how come they do this and they don't and then you get annoyed by that well why would you you're the one that pitted them against each other you're the one that told them to compete with each other it's going to play out more and more in every aspect of the work environment not just those fun little games and moments in time where you think it's very healthy and and all good okay yeah clearly hit a nerve there All right, so there you go, guys. We are at 25 bad behaviors, sadly, and counting, I'm sure. So let me know if I'm missing any more. If there's other ones, drop me a line on Leadership Social or on my website, carlinholbrook.com. I just may give you a shout-out if you want. I know some people don't don't want that. They want to be be incognito, and that's cool, too. Um, Or give your SIP a shout-out. And tune in for the next batch soon. I'm sure we'll keep counting these stale steps. Stale sips until we've drained the bad batch once and for all. Thank you for having a cup of coffee with me. For more sips and tips, connect with me on social and follow Leader Sips on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And don't forget to visit my website, carlinholbrook.com. Until next time, keep on brewing.